Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Tiger Shulman Smithtown Podcast. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, and I'm here once again in my home studio to sit down and record this week's episode for you guys. I hope this episode, as every other, finds you guys well and you guys are doing well. I want to talk today about mindset. Now, I'm a very, very big fan of positive quotes, or what I deem to be true quotes, quotes, quotes that uh, when you hear them, you say, yeah, that's exactly correct. I get them from all over the place. You know, obviously, I'm exposed to them through reading, just like anybody else. Um, other big places, I had an app for a while that gave me a daily quote. There was a while I was putting them on my social media every single day. Um, speaking of social media, I obviously get exposed to them from there as well. And I also hear them on podcasts. I'm a big podcast listener in addition to, to making podcasts. So I'm exposed to quotes all over. And the ones that I like the best, I believe they do two things. The first thing they do is when they hear you, when you hear them, I should say, they motivate you. They say, yeah, all right, I'll make you say, yeah, you get fired up and ready to push yourself forward. They become almost a mantra that you can use to continue to push yourself forward. The second thing that I think they make you do is they make you think. Now, obviously, those things may be related. They may make you think and uh, motivate you at the same time, but all the, all the while, still two great things they're doing. Um, so this day, today I should say, I want to share with you guys one of my favorite quotes. And in my opinion, it's a quote that definitely hits both of those things. And the quote goes like this. It is the set of the sails, not the direction of the wind that determines which way we will go. And that's from Jim Rohn. I think it's a really powerful quote. So let's start now by me telling you how I interpret that, what I believe that to mean. Very simply, I believe that there are certain things in life that we can control. And conversely, there are certain things that we cannot. The things that we can't control have far less to do with our outcome and they're far less important than our attitude about those things. I think your attitude and your mindset is far more a determinant of your future than your circumstances because we all know people who had terrible circumstances but somehow overcame. And conversely, we all know people who have had absolutely wonderful circumstances and still found a way to fail. There's always a way, positively and negatively. There's always a way to succeed. There's always a way to fail. The question is, what will you do mentally to make that happen? I believe firmly that there are great examples we can think of in our lives about both of these things. Right? We can definitely think of people who were able to take circumstances that were negative, have a positive mindset about them, and have a positive result as a result of their positive mindset. And there's a great many people that I'm sure you guys can think of like that, just like I also believe there's a great many people who had the world's best circumstances and still found a way to treat them negatively. One of the great examples that I wanted to give and one of the few examples I wanted to go very specifically on was uh, someone who I, who I train with, someone who I uh, think uh, very highly of, Sensei Lyman Good. Uh, 
for those of you guys who don't know him, Lyman Good is uh, Tiger Shulman Sensei. He's been a part of Tiger Shulman's for many, many years. Uh, I, I can remember very clearly back to his first day training with us at headquarters. I actually sparred him on his first day. Uh, that, that may also be the last time I got the better of him. But <laughs> that was a very, very long time ago. Um, <laughs> and Lyman is the very epitome of self-discipline, in my opinion. The man trains amazingly. He's very dedicated with his nutrition. He's very dedicated to martial arts. And uh, whatever he does, he does to the highest possible levels. Even back then, Lyman was in incredible shape. People looked at, at, his, at his physique and said, man, you know, this, people would, would say some motivating things and they'd also say some jealous things. But everybody was impressed by his physique and he just worked on it tirelessly. Uh, currently, he's one of the top welterweights, the 170 pounders in the UFC. But obviously, that, that is not where he started his martial arts career or his mixed martial arts career as a fighter. Uh, he was the first ever Bellator welterweight champion. Uh, and the story to get there is a really, really great one. Uh, but it's not the story I want to focus on today. Um, but completely dedicated. Uh, really uh, amazing when it, it comes to uh, being a competitor. He fought in two of Bellator's tournaments back when they were uh, tournament-based. And uh, he won the first tournament, becoming the first ever welterweight champion. He has a very tough fight with Ben Askren, loses, loses his championship. Uh, and then he comes back for that second tournament. But outside of all his accolades in the ring, he's just a great person. Uh, he's a great martial artist, but he's a really great person. Uh, a few years ago, one of my students was in the hospital in the city, and I emailed him. And uh, I was like, hey, Sensei, I, I know you're a very busy person. If you have time, what am I, and you know, I know it would mean a lot to him if you could visit my, my student in the hospital. And he was there like the next day. And uh, I've, it, he wrote this beautiful post on social media about young Clinton and uh, how he was like all fired up from Clinton wearing his Tiger Shulman shirt in the hospital, pumped up and excited, and all he could wait for was to get back on the mat thanks to his visit with Lyman Good. And I have to give a shout out to Jimmy Rivera, who was part of that as well. Uh, and he's a great instructor. He runs a great school. Uh, his students all love him highly. But I want to talk about his second tournament in Bellator because, in my opinion, he has a great example of this mindset of attitude playing much more of a determinant in the results than your circumstances. So, as I said, he was in his second tournament. He won his first fight decisively. Um, then he went on to fight a very tough guy uh, in his second fight in that tournament, in the semifinals. Um, I don't want to name the opponent and get too sour about it, but it was a great fight. It was, it was really a, a tough fight, but a great one. But one thing was very clear when the fight was over. Lyman won. Right? In, it's not just my opinion. Uh, the statistics back it up. Our coaches believed it. Uh, if you looked online and all the online websites that scored the fight, they all scored it the same way. Every single uh, outlet had scored it with Lyman winning two rounds very clearly and his opponent winning one. Somehow, the judges saw it completely differently. I don't really know how. Um, I'm not sure if they took the night off or whatever, but it's something that does happen very often in the sport of mixed martial arts, a very, very poor judging outcome. Now, Lyman, he did his job. He, went, he prepared 
like a madman. He went in there and did everything he could to defeat and, and stop a very tough opponent. But the judges didn't do their job. And it, it's something that was out of his control. He, everything that was within his control, he took care of and he fought it to his highest level, his absolute highest level. He did everything he could to make sure that he was going to get the best positive outcome. And in my opinion, he won the fight. And the statistics and all the other media outlets uh, agreed with me in that. And he could have wallowed on the one thing that was not within his control, the judge's decision. I know many, of pe many people who did. Don't get me wrong. I'm, very, I'm still very sour <laughs> years later about this, but you'll never even hear him talk about this. Uh, he was definitely upset after the fight, don't get me wrong, of course. Uh, what human being wouldn't be upset after getting robbed out of a judge's decision? And he was uh, very accurately and very rightfully upset. But he didn't wallow. He didn't sit there and, and cry, what was me, and focus on the negative outcome. He did the other thing. He said, well, you know what? My next fight, I am not going to leave it in the hands of, his, of the judges. I, I am not going to prepare myself to let my, my fate be judged by three people who I can't trust to do their jobs. So he made the decision to not leave it in their hands, and he put in the work to go out and have a spectacular performance in his next fight, scoring one of the fastest knockouts in Bellator history. He had a 13-second knockout in his very next fight, which is obviously a completely dominant performance. And it's a great example of the, of the power of positive mindset, of making the decision that I'm not going to let these circumstances beat me down. Instead, I'm going to change my attitude. I'm going to change my reaction to them. And there's plenty more stories about him and his positive mindset that I could definitely tell you. Um, but hopefully uh, sometime in the somewhat near future when all of this uh, shutdown situation is over, I would love to be able to sit down with him and have an interview with him and have him tell, talk about some of those positive times. I know him well enough to know that he's not going to talk about those very easily and I'm going to have to ask the right questions to pull those stories out of him. But... Nonetheless, I definitely hope to get that sometime soon in the future. On the flip side, we have to realize that our mindset and our attitude works to the negative as well. Now, I don't want to name any specific names. I'd rather give the big uh, attention to the positive example of Sensei Good and instead just kind of give you guys some general categories of these very negatively mindsetted people. I, I kind of, I, I couldn't, my, excuse me, I put them down into two very specific categories. The first would be uh, the Chicken Littles out there. I'm sure you guys all remember the fable of Chicken Little under a tree, an acorn falls on his head and he decides the sky is falling. And everything that's going on, he's running around, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. Constantly talking about how everything is so bad and so negative. And... I'm sure we've all had our days where we're like that. Like I know I've definitely had days where despite uh, how positive I tried to be, the negative one for a day or for an hour or so. And I, I know that I was definitely more negative in those times than I, than I like to be. And I know that there are plenty of people who are that way. 
there's always something negative to hap that's happening. They find a way to put a negative spin on everything. It could be a beautiful day with the sun shining and, oh man, it's too hot, I'm going to get sunburned. Right? <laughs> they could win, win a million dollars in the lottery and be like, ah, oh, I still got to pay taxes on the money, so it's not like I really won a million dollars. They'd find a way to complain and put a negative spin on just about anybody, on just about anything that happened to them, no matter how good it seemed to be. The other type of person that I really thought about and one that I know I've definitely been exposed to in my life are the, what I call, to me people. It doesn't matter what's happening in the world that is negative. It doesn't matter. But whatever's happening negatively in the world, it's happening to them. Nobody else is experiencing it nearly as badly as they are. To them, it's the worst. All right? Everybody else could have uh, eaten the same bad meal as them, but it's hurting their stomach way worse than everybody else. Uh, you know, their boss could have been late paying every employee in the business, but no, it's affecting them worse than everybody else. You know, the store may have sold out of this specific item, but it bothers them more than it bothers anybody else because it's happening to them. Right? The, neg the storm that rained out the football game, it's happening to them. The snowstorm that closed their bu the business for a day, it happened to them. Right? Everything is always about them. Even in these current circumstances, I believe you can change what's going on with your attitude. I don't really want to focus on the negative people anymore. Instead, I want to think now about how we can look at stuff going on and maybe change our attitude, set our sails a little differently in order to change where we're headed. Because right now, I'm sure you guys are on social media like I am, and you can see people who fall into those categories that I mentioned, right? Everything's negative, happening to them, oh my God, all this bad stuff. Right? The people who the shutdown, it's happening just to them. It's their business being affected worst even though every business that's closed is being affected, and even those that are forced to operate differently are being affected. Um, but then, on the flip side, we also see people who are thriving. Not only people business-wise who are thriving, but people who are finding a way to build real memories out of this time. Like, I see parents from my school, and they're taking, you know, like, their kids to a little day trip to some outdoor place like in Smithtown we have a bunch of beautiful parks and stuff that are around so I saw a post not long ago of a brother and sister from my school and they're out at this beautiful park standing on a bridge completely by themselves and it's just their parents and them and it's like kind of a, a crummy day outside but they're standing on this bridge looking out at the beautiful lake that's there they're, they're taking away the negativity of, of the situation and they're finding a way to put a smile on a day. They're enjoying it all themselves. I see parents who are getting super creative about how to teach their kids stuff in schools. I see other parents where like they're talking, they're doing history lessons with their kids and I see their kid dressed up as the historical figure that they had to learn about. So I see all this stuff on social media about how people are finding ways to make the best of this time. They're not going to just let the circumstance beat them down. They're going to change their attitude. Listen, 
there is not a thing that is ideal right now. I don't think this situation is ideal for anybody. As a matter of fact, I tried to come up with some people who I think this situation is ideal for. And I think basically, uh, unless you are an owner of like the stock of Zoom or Amazon or Netflix, those are the only three people I could come up with that this was at all positive for. I think unless you own stocks in one of those three companies, I don't think you're a very happy camper right now. I think things are not ideal. But I also think that there are gonna be some people that come out of this better, and there'll be some people who come out of it worse. Some people, maybe business-wise, that didn't adapt, and they come out of it worse. Some people will find a whole new way to do their business. Some people will take this time, and all they'll know is Tiger King and whatever the next Netflix documentary is. They'll come out having gained weight, they'll come out with no new skills and there'll be other people who have read a book or a couple of books or even if they didn't do that type of self-improvement they built some amazing memories with their family i know for one i am trying to do everything i can to build uh, you know memories with my family i know taking spending even more time with my pets my dogs are real happy campers uh, slade my german shepherd co-host is a very happy camper to have us home as much as we are um, and even just something as simple as on a beautiful day going for a bike ride with my wife like these are the kind of things that when we're back to normal and I'm out of the house way more and she's out of the house way more we're going to look back at those, uh, on those wonderful bike rides that we took and those beautiful days where we walked the dogs down to the water and those memories will, will, be, will be a way that we put a, fr a smile on this frown of a situation listen, not being in my school it's definitely not ideal and I'm definitely not happy about it I, I was the first to tell you guys right after we were forced to close our doors um, that I was not a happy camper about it and I'm still not a happy camper about it I would be a fool to be happy about it but I knew and I still know that if I just sit around being upset about it it helps no one not me and least of all not my students instead we had, to we had to improvise, adapt, and overcome, just like the Marines say. We had to find a way to keep the connection alive. We had to find a way to keep moving forward. I know of a lot of martial arts schools out there where the instructors are going crazy because the best they can do in terms of, of connection with their students is a phone call or a text message. But we improvised, adapted, and overcame. Right? Tiger Shulman's, we came up with the Zoom classes, with Twitch classes, with YouTube classes. My school was doing those Zoom classes on day one. March 16th, I locked the doors at my school. I took some things from there. I went home. I set up a place in my house to do it. And that evening, I did a kid's class that day. Why? Because I knew that my, that my students needed a bit of normalcy. I know I needed a bit of normalcy, and I knew my attitude about the situation was going to influence those around me, just like those around me would influence me. Right? We all, we're, we're human beings. We all get influenced by each other, and attitude is, in, is contagious. That's why it's such an important thing to make the positive decisions that you can. Remember, life will always deal us things we're not prepared for and things that we did not see coming. And we can sit there, and we can pout. We can crumble. Without a doubt, you can do those things. There's always a way to crumble and to fail. But there is, by the same means, always a way to rise. 
The question is, will you change your mindset? Will you set your sales the right way to take the cards that you're dealt and turn them into a winning hand? Only you can do that. Only you can control what goes on behind your ears or between your ears. So take the time, make the choice, set your sales and set your mind properly to get towards your desired outcome. You can never change your circumstances as quickly or as easily or as effectively as you can change your mindset. So let me leave you with it one more time. It is the set of our sails, not the direction of the wind that determines which way we will go. So I ask you this, which way do you want to go? That's all I have for you today, my friends. As always, I ask you guys, please share the podcast. The more people that I can speak to, uh, the more I would like it. As an instructor, I want to be able to touch as many lives as I can. As always, you can reach me via email, sensei Leonelli, L-E-O-N-E-L-L-I at gmail with questions, with comments, with feedback. I would love to answer questions from you guys. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at sensei underscore Leonelli on both. You can find out more about my school at tskSmithtown.com. On Twitter and Instagram, we're at tsmma underscore Smithtown. On Facebook, we are facebook.com slash Tiger Shulman Smithtown. For Tiger Shulman's as a whole, go to tsk.com. To find the podcast on social media, we are at tssmithtownpodcast on Instagram. And until next time, my friends, I will see you guys on the map.